everyone, and welcome back to Non-Circuit Nerds. Tonight, we're going to need you to reboot the router again, because we're going to be talking streaming games tonight. But, as always, I'm Tim, joined by Ian. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. It's been uh, actually a relatively short week uh, yeah. for me. <laughs> I was off work on Monday. Uh, this past weekend, I went to a convention, one of the first that I've been to in probably two and a half years. Yep. Uh, so um, it was quite a lot of fun. Great to get back into the con scene. Uh, next one will have to be a you and me type thing. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so like, like, unfortunately, I, I was not able to attend due to uh, a couple family uh, obligations. But uh, yeah, for sure, we're, we're going to have to go to one together soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, so yes, as Tim said, uh, we are uh, doing streaming uh, this week. Uh Specifically, we're talking uh, mostly talking about game streaming, but we may get into other topics um, as we are wont to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, um, kind of one of the big news things that came out this week that uh, was kind of the impetus of this conversation is that uh, Microsoft has announced that they are going to be building uh, and releasing a uh, xCloud gaming app for smart TVs. Specifically, they're going to be targeting uh, Samsung smart TVs yep. first, which have their own kind of like mini app store type thing. Yeah. Uh, so. For those of you that don't know what xCloud Gaming is, it's a service that's offered with the uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox Game Pass um, uh, subscription service uh, that basically allows you to stream games from uh, the cloud. Yep. Uh, so you don't actually have to download the game. Um, you can just stream them. Uh, and it's available, I believe, on PC and Xbox right now as well. But soon we're going to be have, showing, having it on uh, TVs. Now, so, the neat you, you can do it on mobile, too. I, I have actually a couple. Yeah. Now, I will say with, with a mobile connection, I haven't had a chance to test it on any 5G connections. But on 4G, make sure you have good, steady signal. Otherwise, it will be cutting out left and right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I I've used the the XCloud service before um, several times. I played here Automata on it uh, for a bit. I've done Destroy All Humans, uh, a few other games. You, you notice, um, I do, I don't I didn't notice really any input lag. Now there was some screen tearing a little bit, but I yep. wouldn't say there was any input lag at all. Like it was, it was actually a very smooth experience for me. Yeah, same thing. I've played it here uh, now that I have a you know connection internet connection that's not a hamster on a wheel. Um, I've tried it, and it, like, if you've got the connection for it, it works really well. Um, very similar experience to Ian. Um, no noticeable input lag unless the game was just lagging in general. Um, a little bit of screen tearing, but didn't didn't distract me from playing it. And e even with a fast internet connection, there is something about that instant gratification of hitting a button, waiting, what, 10 seconds tops? And then being able to play it versus even with a gig connection waiting, you know, half an hour, maybe if that, um, just to find out I didn't like the game or it's not for me or anything. I can just play it in 10 seconds, try it out, and see if I like it. You know, and if I do, I'll keep playing it. I mean, there's some that I've streamed that I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to download it just so it's even more instantaneous once it's on my hard drive. But it is... I can definitely see that being a big selling point for people that maybe don't have the fastest connections or don't want to wait, you know, forever how long to download a 40-plus gig game these days. With, the, right. with that cloud, you just click or a button. In the case of Red Dead Redemption 2, it's up to, what, I think 120 gigs now? Yeah. With well, I mean, that, that, that's beginning to be more and more common of, of games having the, the plus 100 gig 
uh, install. I mean, like, well, heck, uh, uh, Fantasy Star Online, they're right around 100, if not a little over. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not uncommon for games to be over 100 gigs at this point, which you go back even 10 years and 100 gigs, I mean, that's, that's going to take you a while to download. That's going to be a huge chunk of your hard drive space right there. But, I mean, yeah, you they, might as well just, like, start that download in the morning, go to work. Um, you know, come back, hope that it see, you know, hope that your connection wasn't interrupted. Right. Uh, take a look at that very deceptive uh, progress bar because it's yep. a lion son of a bitch. Um, three minutes left, my ass. Right. Yeah, that was I three minutes left 24 hours ago. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was very, it's very difficult. It can be very difficult for folks, um, especially in like this day and age where, a uh, physical like a physical disc anymore is really just like the starting point. It's like the it gets you access to it, and then you still have to download the rest of the game. It, it, yeah, it's like the disc has the launcher on it, which downloads the rest of the game. It's like that's not even worth the disc it's printed on. But I mean, well, heck, anymore. Um, when was the last time you saw a new PC or laptop with a a physical optical disc drive? Uh, I mean, I, I bought a new tower just this past year. It has, like, all it literally just USB ports on it. Yeah. Um, I got my son a laptop, which, ironically, Tim and I discovered that we, <laughs> our sons, have the same laptop. Yes. Um, so, uh, not, they don't share a laptop, but they have the so, same. The, the, the same model laptop, yep. Well, uh, so, I mean... Our kids don't, I mean, they don't have disk drives. I mean, I have an Alienware that's Alienware laptop that's like, I don't know, maybe six years old at this point. It yeah. doesn't have a physical disk drive. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing that, that I was actually noticing. I, I recently built a new computer, as Ian knows. Um, and, like, when I was looking at cases, figuring out what case I wanted to go with, not a single one that I found had any drive bays on the front of them. Like, I have an external DVD writer just in case if I need to make a physical backup of something, or if right. I have a file or whatever that is too big for whatever random flash drive I have laying around, and I just want to burn it onto a disk for, you know, for whatever. But, like, beyond that, and even that, I can't think of the last time I used the thing. Like, it's sitting on my shelf right over there with a bunch of blank DVDs next to it. I can't even think of the last time I used it. But... I mean, I think nowadays, like, um media backups and stuff like pretty much every computer especially windows based is you know is going to be like hey just hook up to OneDrive and back up your hard drive yes yep. i mean everybody's going to do it and then you know apple's got their iCloud stuff um you know you can use other third-party apps like dropbox box yep. or google drive or whatever to back yep. up all of your necessary files and stuff so um but uh, kind of circling back a little bit to something we were talking about earlier, with, like the the physical discs and and whatnot. I remember even ten years ago, my brother bought, I think it was Age of Empires four, maybe it was three, right. and he bought he bought like the physical box for the game. He got home, opened it, and it literally just had a piece of paper in it with a Steam key on it. Yep. And he was so mad because we lived out in the middle of BFE nowhere, yep. and our internet sucked so it like took forever to download the stupid game well i mean anymore like the majority of boxed pc games anymore that's what's in it is just a code giving you instructions or a paper giving you instructions and a code there's no actual discs in there um right like i mean uh limited run games i mean they're good about 
taking games that are digital only and releasing them in a limited fashion on physical media, whether it's, you know, a Blu-ray disc, a DVD disc, a Switch cartridge, um, even some, like, I, they did some Super Nintendo or N64, I don't remember what it was, a repo carts of games, which, is, is, yeah. I mean, is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, d digital and streaming is, especially for gaming, because most gamers that own, you know, a PC or any of the new consoles, or even any of the consoles that have been out in the last 10 years, the majority of them have internet. Now, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the quality of that internet varies, you know, <laughs> uh, in your own... Uh, uh, your own situation, but it's well. It it's, also varies yeah. on the hardware itself. Some yeah. of those older models are built uh, built with you know the two point four gigahertz cards, which yeah. generally it's a more stable connection. But it, it doesn't. It, it's a much slower connection. Yeah. So yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> we're talking like sub one hundred meg. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you can but, have the fastest uh, internet out there, but if that's what you're running on, that's what you're going to be running on. Right. <laughs> but you know. The real thing that is that has me really excited about this whole xCloud on the on the um, on the TV thing, the TV app, is because they've said that all you need is an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. Like yeah. it will support it'll support both Xbox and DualSense controllers mm -hmm. because they're both Bluetooth enabled, and you yeah. can just connect them directly to the TV. So literally, you can you don't need a console anymore to play these games because all of the hardware and processing and everything else that's being done is being done in Microsoft's cloud servers. Yeah. It's the all TV being is literally just displaying the video and audio. Yeah, correct. So it, it, you're literally only bounded by a controller and a uh, internet connection. Yeah. So what this is, and uh, this is not the first time that somebody has tried to do cloud type gaming like this. Google had Stadia. However, their implementation of Stadia was lackluster and yeah. really just a bad model, if yeah. I'm being honest, in my opinion. Because the Stadia model was, oh, pay for the subscription service so you can use Stadia, and then you have to buy the game on top of it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and if you ever, ever leave Stadia, you don't get the game that you paid for. Yeah, which was... I, I think they ended up making some like changes to it, but by that point, it was too little too late. People had already passed on it. Um, yeah, I mean, good. I mean, you, 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 it came with controllers and you have the little Google, uh, meet or uh, not meet, uh, whatever that thing is, the, the Chromecast. Chromecast. Yep. Yeah. And you have a little Chromecast with this, you know, that you could install the Stadia app on and you plugged it in the TV on like an HDMI port or something like that. And it, it worked for what it did. Like yeah. for, you know, the games that you had on there, it wasn't bad. It's just yeah. their model, the model for it was just not good. Yeah, because you had to. I mean, you were basically paying. You you were paying to pay for a game. You paid so for a subscription to buy stuff. Correct. I mean, isn't that what we all do with Amazon? Pretty much. But <laughs> if you, yeah, but if you take the the cost of Amazon over twelve months, it's yeah. much cheaper than. It, than it's, that. Yeah, but, with the free shipping, I mean, Amazon that's a good value. Stadia, not so much. But, I mean, when Ian and I first started talking about uh, them releasing it on uh, on TVs and you don't even need an Xbox console, that immediately took me back to my GameStop days. Because as, as Ian brought up, a very good point, that's just going to, like, Microsoft subscription, that makes them money. Consoles, despite what people will say about a console being three, four, five hundred dollars $500, video game manufacturers typically either sell consoles either breaking even to the cost of parts and labor or actually at a loss 
because they don't want to raise the price on it. They don't want to make the console a profit thing because that means the console will have to be more expensive, which means you'll be less likely to buy it, which means you'll be less likely to buy games, which have a, a bit of profit on them. Controllers, headsets, accessories, whatever peripherals you get, that's where the money is. And if you're buying, you know, if you have a Samsung TV, you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to pay for Game Pass. You paid that subscription. Boom. Microsoft's made profit. You need to buy a controller for it. Boom. Microsoft, Sony, whatever company of whatever brand of controller you use. Boom. They've made profit right there. They right. now don't have to worry about the cost of parts and labor on one Xbox. You multiply that by several thousand or hundred thousand or however many people have a Samsung TV that's capable. That adds up to just more profit for them. By you not buying a system, you're actually saving them money. As weird as that sounds from an economic standpoint, by not buying their product and buying another uh, one of their other products, you're actually saving them money and giving them more money. It's yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. But I mean, like like GameStop when I was there for you know an eternity, um, that was one thing that that's why GameStop pushes used consoles so much. When it, when I think it was on average for the Xbox One, when that first launch, GameStop made after like everything was considered like five bucks on a brand new one. That's why GameStop pushed the used one because they didn't have to pay Microsoft for it. It had already been bought. Yes, they gave, they paid somebody uh, a, a pittance, admittedly, for the console. But when they turn around and sell it for 30 bucks less than a brand new one, somebody's going to snag it up for 30 bucks. GameStop's made a crap load of profit. That's why they pushed the used stuff so much. There's no money in new consoles, despite them being three to five hundred dollars. So, right. That's my soapbox. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Uh, and and it, the, um, beyond this, though, where it, where it really, really kind of opens things up and makes things very interesting to me is that as we continue down this path, um, there's an op there is potential for Microsoft to try to publish an xCloud gaming app for the PlayStation. In and theory, Phil Spencer, yes. Yeah, Phil Spencer, the CEO of, of Xbox, has said for many years he would love to be able to get onto, um, into onto into PlayStation's ecosystem. Right. Uh, so, um, I mean, really, like it, again, I'm, I'm not sitting at the, I'm not sitting at the board at Sony, but easy way for Sony to recuperate that cost is make it part of their subscription to access the Xbox app. You have to have a PlayStation subscription. Maybe raise the price five bucks. But if you have that tier for $5, maybe even $10 more that gives you access to the Xbox app, Microsoft's still getting their money. Sony's getting some more money at that point. And gamers only have to worry about having one box. And they don't have to worry about, well, do I want a PlayStation? Do I want an Xbox? What games do I want? Boom, you've got them all right there. Which brings us yeah. to our, our next point. Later this month, Sony is also launching their revamped PlayStation Plus which has a heavy focus on what is it? What's the topic tonight, Ian? Um, streaming? streaming, streaming. Now, admittedly, Sony has tried streaming with their PlayStation Now service. Which, between the two of us, we've said this multiple times. I, I'm more of a Sony guy, but I will be the first to admit that PlayStation Now was poorly implemented. Did not have the best selection on it. Their new service has promise i don't want to say it's going to be a game changer given their track record of streaming but it has promise um it's going to have various tiers to it um the I, i've actually got it pulled up here there's the essential tier which is effectively what they already have now with playstation plus online access 
a selection of free games every month, uh, cloud storage, and a few other odds and ends things. From there, they go up to what's called the extra tier, which is all of that, plus a PS4 and PS5 game catalog, which on the PS5, it is backwards compatible. Makes sense. These are going to be digital downloads. Then there, there are two tiers, well, one and a half tiers in reference to streaming. The first tier, which is called Deluxe, is for markets that don't have, for whatever reason, any cloud-based access. Whether that's because the infrastructure in that, uh, that region isn't the greatest, whether that's because licensing rights or network access rights or whatever have you. If you don't have access to cloud streaming, this is the tier for you. Everything of the prior ones, plus um, a catalog of PS1, PS2... PS3 remasters, there's a distinct, uh, there's a distinction there, and PSP classic games, uh, as well as, uh, they call them limited time game trials on blockbuster, air quote, titles, which are typically, from what we've kind of gathered and what they've said, are new, big AAA titles, mostly for, direct from Sony Studios. You get to try the actual game, unrestricted, for a certain amount of time. And if you like it and choose to buy it, your save will just transfer over and you can just continue on after purchasing it. Right. Then the final tier, like the big daddy of them all, is called the premium tier. And this is for markets that have streaming. Yeah, no, ooh, pure confetti. Has everything in the prior tiers, plus original PS3 games, not remasters, originals, via cloud streaming, so that we are getting PS3, air quote, backwards compatibility. But then you also get cloud, cloud streaming for uh, PS1, PS2, uh, PS4, and PSP. So literally everything except the Vita, which I'm, admittedly, I, I, am a, uh, I am a PlayStation Vita fan. Pardon my fingerprint marked screen there. I am a PlayStation Vita fan. I am kind of sad that it seems like Sony is, is treating it the way Nintendo treats the Virtual Boy. But you're still getting the entire PlayStation catalog minus Vita with, with the premium tier. So, I mean, you get, you get a lot with it, which sounds great. It sounds like they are trying to compete with game pass in the sense that game pass has, you know, all their current gen games, all their last gen games, all their prior gen games before that, all their legacy gen games, um, all in one location. Sounds great in theory. Delivery is going to be another thing, which I mean, it launches in, as of the time of recording, uh, about a week from now, I think. Um, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm still gonna try it. I'll report back to you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Tim's being nice about it, but I mean, I'm not nice. So Sony has not. <laughs> That's why we keep around of service launches. They've been okay with things like consoles, but like their services have just been piss poor. Uh, and it's just been, it's been a, a plethora of issues. Well, I mean, and do you remember PlayStation that, TV? Yes. Like their actual um, cable service that, admittedly, I subscribed to it at first, but like my, it, it was all web-based. My connection at the time, I could handle it because I could handle Netflix, but nothing's worse than being in the middle of a live broadcast just to see a buffering symbol for five minutes. Yeah. I mean, if it's pre-recorded, like, whatever. If it's a Netflix show, whatever. But if you're watching a live broadcast and, you know, it's brand new, you've never seen it before, it kind of kills it. But, I mean, yeah. admittedly, that, that was just as much an issue with my connection as it was with the way it implemented. But that, that went to the wayside a while ago. 
Yeah, the the thing that that I think about in this is, you know, the infrastructure behind all of all of it. Um, I made the joke to Tim offline that there that Sony just has a, a warehouse full of old PS3s that are just <laughs> connected to the internet. I mean, probably um, that's that's their server farm right there. But uh, and when we think about the infrastructure, though, and that that's one of the things where I think Microsoft has a has a one up on them here is because they have a cloud ecosystem of their own that they have built in house, and it is purpose built. You know, they can they have they have the control, the purpose built to support this kind of stuff. Right. So they do have the capacity and the capability to be able to deliver this. I'm yeah. curious what Sony's infrastructure is because, as far as I know, they don't all they they haven't gotten into the cloud game. They, and right. it would be very difficult for them to get into the cloud game because well, not they, only the places they like oh go ahead, not only competing with cloud providers like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, but there's also Alibaba has a cloud service if oh, you're yeah. in the um so. Well, it, I, it could become a little difficult. Um, I know a few years ago, Sony was buying up a lot of cloud streaming or, or cloud services in Japan, which, I mean, it, it's a cloud. It doesn't take much to go, all right, we have access in America, or we have access in Canada, or we have access in the UK, wherever you're from. Um, but they, they, they purchased them, but they never really said anything about it. Like, what are they doing with it? Um, how are they implementing it? What are they utilizing it for? So I'm curious to see if some of those acquisitions were stuff that were planned on the back end for this. Because, I mean, this isn't like Sony just came up with this two months ago when, or two or three months ago when they announced it and, and like, surprise, we're going to work on it. This is something they had to have planned for a while, especially seeing how successful Game Pass has been for Microsoft. I mean, even even Amazon. I mean, if we're going to talk streaming games, Amazon has uh, was Amazon Luna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, admittedly, I tried it. It it works good. It works good. I just don't need yet another gaming streaming service. Now, I mean, I'm already a PlayStation Plus subscriber, uh, and if I'm understanding it correctly, uh, current subscribers will be rolled over to one of the new plans. Um. So, I mean, it's not like, I, I mean, I'm going to be paying a little bit more for the service, but it's not an entirely new service that I have to subscribe into. And this is something that Ian and I talked about in, in prior episodes. Used to be, like, there were two or three streaming services, and it was so much cheaper to cut out, like, cable or whatever have you, and just get those. Now, I mean, not even, I mean, gaming, you've got PlayStation's going to be in it, Amazon's in it, Google's in it, Microsoft's in it, there's, I'm sure, tons of others. But you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Disney Plus, you have HBO Max, you have Paramount Plus, you have, I mean, there are so many instant gratification media streaming services now that if you were to get all of them, I mean, it's, there, there's cost cutting slash, you know, cord cutting as they call it, isn't really a thing anymore because everybody's going to that. So all those services that you cut out, you know, of your cable bill or your internet bill or whatever are now back as streaming services, instant delivery, and people are signing back up for them again. So yeah. we've come full circle, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's it's just the way that things are. It's the way that the future is going. Um, like, you know, case in point, uh, I had recently watched some stuff on Disney Plus and I was talking to my mom about it. And she goes, oh, br bring it over. I want to watch it. Like, well... You don't have internet, Mom. Because and, but it's a streaming show. Which I mean, she knows what streaming shows is. She used to have internet. She had Netflix. But she's like, oh, well, that's stupid. I, are they going to release it? I'm like I, I, I don't know. It's it's just on their streaming platform. I think they're just blocking it to that. 
it was the, the Chippendale movie. Um, not the oh, one yeah. about the dancers, the one about the squirrel, uh, the chipmunks. Um, which that guy needs to watch it. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, it it is legitimately good. But that's all I'll say. We'll, we'll talk about that in a future episode. But it, we, we've come full circle is, is more or less what my rant is going about, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. The thing I'm worried about is if we keep getting more and more and more services that are, well, hey, now this show is exclusive to our network because we produced it even though we had it published on there. Um, like, I'm surprised. Paramount. What's that? Paramount Plus does that. I mean, Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, are we going to get to a point where individual film studios have their own exclusive? Like, is Sony Studios that's going to have one? Is, you know, is Lighthouse Productions, are they going to have one? Are, is Happy Madison going to have a streaming service? I mean, I'd be okay well, with that. Well, <laughs> the the thing is, is that w- with the way economics in these places work, is that they're going to continue pushing the, they're going to continue pushing the market, and they're going to continue pushing the envelope to see what the market will support. Yep. Eventually, we will hit a point of critical mass where the market will not support any new streaming services. As a case, and we're actually right around that point. As a case yeah. in point, here um, CNN offered a, an exclusive streaming service of their own called CNN Plus. Yeah, you probably didn't hear about it. That's because it had. I think when it it, it it's only been around for I want to say it was around for I say six months, yeah. and they really only got like less than ten thousand subscribers on it, so they're they're shutting it down. So like okay. it was, so it was CNN's news broadcasts on an exclusive thing. The news broadcasts you can get on their website for free. I I don't know what was being offered as part of this streaming service, so I don't know what extra bits and bobs that you get. But the I point mean, was they'd have to offer something because, like, literally, I mean, I guess at that point, if, if they made it a paid subscription, it's no different than how newspapers used to be. You had to buy the newspaper every day, every week, every Sunday, whatever have you, to get the news. But it just who was My the point, who was the market for? Yeah, just go ahead. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna bitch about it later. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. You're absolutely fine because you're you're thinking correctly. Um, there was for probably once. some terrible thought that went into this and they just they wanted to jump on the bandwagon but the market responded and went one we're not paying you for what we're already getting for free yeah and two we don't want another streaming service like you know we're we're going we're getting to that point of of hitting critical mass yeah we're not at that point when it comes to game streaming services because there's really only a handful of them out there that yeah. people really care about i mean there's xcloud there's luna there's nvidia um i can't remember what it's called now uh, geforce now or whatever they call it like GeForce I, I have that yeah i have that but it's literally like i have one of the old nvidia handhelds which i, I love the thing to death i only have that just to stream the games that are on my desktop to it if I'm laying in bed. That is literally all I... I don't pay to da- to do those games. I just... I stream the stuff I already have <laughs> when I'm too lazy to get out of bed, which is most yeah. weekends. In fact, years ago, Microsoft actually offered that through Xbox. You could, stra- you could stream your hmm? um, Xbox games to your PC. Yep. Um, which is kind of the was... start of, game, of, of the cloud gaming thing for them. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it was a little wonky, I'm not going to lie. But yeah. um, anyway, you know, then there's... Obvi- Stadia, again, is still around. It's still a thing. Yep. It's just it has been revamped, and it's now going for a more niche market. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something that is really a viable player in that in that 
that wheelhouse anymore. And the other thing that we're also seeing in the in the industry is game companies themselves or publishers offering, yep. uh, you know, offering competing uh, subscription services. Ubisoft Now, EA Now, or oh, sorry, Ubisoft Plus, um, EA Now. But the problem is, is they're not getting traffic. So they're partnering with these other people. So if you pay for Game Pass Ultimate, as an example, you get access to EA Now. Um, There's been rumor for a while that Microsoft is going to broker a deal with Ubisoft to get access to their stuff. Um, There's rumors that Sony's talking to them as well. So that's going to be interesting because Microsoft, you know, as we talked about in a prior episode, Microsoft's made a lot of really impactful and smart purchases over the last couple two you know two three years um sony like love them to death their highest profile big purchase recently is bungie which don't get me wrong bungie's a great company i would love to see sony get some more because eventually if microsoft gets too many you're running borderline monopoly territory and i don't want to see microsoft buy all this stuff consolidate it into one service us love it and get used to it and then the Fed step in and go, no, no, you got to split it up and break it up into different divisions. So, well, this Microsoft service has this, this, and this. This Xbox service has this, this, and this. And then we're back yeah. to paying for two subscriptions. I, I don't want to see that. So I'd yeah, like, to, and, I'd like uh, to see the, you know, if there are any more big acquisitions, I'd love to see them get dispersed a little bit more level. Because right now, I mean, Microsoft's tipping the scale way down. <laughs> Well, there, there's been rumor out there that um, Sony was looking at purchasing Square Enix. I have um, heard that as well. I mean, and they've they've got a history together. I mean, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be interesting timing because Square Enix also just recently divested themselves of all of their Western studios. Yeah, um, IP. So, um, that, that admittedly. Admittedly, I think Square has not done a good job with managing those Western com- Western-based companies. They've had some real stinkers of games yeah. um, come I, out of them. They've had some good ones, but I mean, it's it's been it's been either very much hit or very much miss. Right. Uh, speaking of, by the way, uh, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy game uh, is out on Game Pass, uh, I believe, and I think it may be even out on X- on XCloud. Um, so you, you know, go. you could go. You can go and give that a try. Um, but generally speaking, I think, you know, we're getting close to time now. So we're going to kind of wrap, start wrapping up some of our thoughts and conversations yeah. about this. Um, the the general sentiment, though, is that the stre- game streaming is here. It yeah. is a thing, obviously. And it's going to continue to grow. Um, and as demand uh, increases, as capability increases, Microsoft already proved the real viability of streaming through yeah. xCloud because it is basically seamless and works yeah there is little that you have to do with it you don't have to do anything funky with it you just play um to 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 quote todd howard it just works (laughs) Uh, unlike his games uh when it came out yes Um, (laughs) anyway um so it's it's going to continue to grow and we're going to start seeing some competition in that space which i think is healthy with playstation and um and xbox however my real point that i haven't really talked about is that what this means is we are going to see the console landscape change in its entirety yeah consoles of in and of themselves will change based upon this i mean we already have discless um consoles right now you know the the xbox one or the series s the the playstation digital only version um 
that kind of stuff. We're going to start seeing those pared down even more. Yeah. Um, into basically just a hard drive with a network. It not. I mean, it could probably just be a basic SSD or even flash memory well, based OS. I mean, heck, uh, if, if if it's purely streaming, really, you only need enough memory on it to run the OS, and like a, yeah. little, a little bit for cache. You don't even need a whole lot of storage, just enough right. to like handle updates and. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, in theory, if box. if Microsoft if Microsoft decided to, to to wanted to do it, I mean, you could you could essentially do uh, a purpose built like Raspberry Pi. Yeah, uh, they plug into your to your TV if you don't have like a Samsung TV. Yeah. Um, or something along those lines. So the console space is going to change a lot here, and we're it's <laughs> the, very... the Xbox box. Yes. <laughs> the Xbox box box. Um, <laughs> the Xbox box box series SX. Yes. I mean, like it's, it's not too far fetched of an it's idea though. That, uh, what's that? <laughs> <It's> a edition. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Ian brings up a valid point. It is not too, it is not out of the realm of possibility in the next year or two with game pass taking off the way it is that Microsoft may just release a streaming box that it's only purpose. It is just to connect to the cloud servers. It won't have your multimedia on there. It won't have you know any any substantial storage. It may not even have controller ports. It may just be wireless controller. You know, maybe a USB port to charge it if you have a rechargeable controller. But just a tiny little box. It's not out of the realm of possibility that that could be a thing. Which I don't know if you've looked at like Raspberry Pis or any of those like small form factor all in ones. They're not expensive. They are not expensive at all. And really all Microsoft has to do is just flash a custom UI onto it with a button that says connect. And then it will right. bring, up, I mean, bring up a screen via the internet that just shows you what titles you want to play. You click on it and you go. I mean, it's the same concept as a Roku, as yeah. a Chromecast, as a... Netflix's uh, user interface. Right. A Fire Stick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all the same thing. And all of those things can run multiple applications. Mm-hmm on their own. So yep. it is not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, a fire stick runs what? 40 to $80. Yeah. So, if that. I mean, yeah, you can find so, those on sale uh, pretty often. <laughs> yeah. It's going to the ultimate thing point that I'm making here is that we are going to fundament see the fundamental landscape of consoles and the console wars change console yeah. wars. I personally think are going to be a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. We are now going to start seeing, um, purpose built. We will see content. We will see a purpose-built device to help people that maybe don't have that smart TV, um, as ancient as those televisions would be. But yeah. or you know even TVs that don't have like an app store that you can go and download stuff from. Maybe it's like a, I think Vizio has they have apps, but I don't know that they have a store that you can like go and. It's been a while, so I can't quite remember. It's it, at least uh, like the TV, the Vizio. I have a Vizio upstairs. It's. Uh two years either a year or two old i don't remember it's not it's 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 relatively new all the apps that you have are already on it if now now they can on the back end let's say like when that tv came out paramount uh plus or is it paramount yeah paramount plus was not a thing however they have since updated on the back end that it will now on my tv display a paramount plus logo so if i choose to sign up for it i literally just click on that it loads the paramount app i didn't have to do anything for it now, I mean, right. with with that though, like some of like the the odds and ends, or maybe obscure streaming services, or ones that maybe don't have a licensing deal worked out with Vizio, I have no way to get that. 
But again, like yeah. Ian says, you know, if, if let's say for whatever reason Microsoft launches this, they're like, all right, we're putting it out on Samsung first, but then it's going to come to Sony TVs. It's going to come to LG. It's going to come to uh, what's Best Buy's brand, Insignia. But we're not taking it to Vizio. There's, you know, effectively you're, you're locked out of that ecosystem. But that's where a purpose-built box can come in. Oh, you have a TV that's not supported? Well, hey, check out the Xbox box. Right. You know? It's, it's again, yeah. not, not out of the realm of possibility. But anyway. Yeah, so uh, Microsoft, if any of you are listening, product managers, man, like, we got you. We, we will like, chill, we and I am a great hype man. <laughs> yeah, you, you want another Balmer? I got you another Balmer. He'll do it. I have no shame. He doesn't. I don't. Uh, I was young. I needed the money. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, I think that'll do it for us for now. I hope you enjoyed the, the episode as much as we've enjoyed uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, recording it. This has been one of the more fun and interesting conversations that we've had of recent. Yeah. So uh, it's been a lot. Uh, been fantastic, actually. Oh, absolutely. So uh, with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up uh, for tonight. Uh, we thank you for joining us as always. Please tune in uh, next week for the next episode. Uh, and as always, you can go back and listen to previous episodes as well. And you can find us hosted out on anchor.fm. Uh, our sponsor. Find us, our sponsor. You can also find us on uh, our social media. Uh, and the live, uh, sorry, the video recordings will be hosted on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash nerds. Facebook.com uh, slash non sequitur nerds, Twitter at non sequitur nerd, and occasionally, as in at never on uh, twitch.tv. <laughs> nerds. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, as always, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, we hope to see you next time. Uh, and for the non sequitur nerds, uh, I'm Ian. And I'm Tim. Night, everybody. <laughs>